Believe it or not, where I'm sitting today, the temperature says almost 80 degrees. Now remember last week I was freezing, but this week we're having warm weather. Well, that tends to happen a lot in the Deep South. You're freezing one minute, hot the next. Well, we've got something different this week. We get tons of letters asking, well, advice from time to time. And we've got a couple of those that we want to share this week. I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode titled, The Advice. All right, Terry, we're back again. Last week's podcast must have been pretty good. You know, it was titled Looking for Love in all the wrong places. Must have been good because we got a lot of comments about that show. We did. There's a lot of people still looking, and then there's a lot of people who found it that don't want it anymore. Well, I could see that. I mean, we got a lot of unhappy people. I mean, think about it. You have a lot of people that are married, and they're just miserable. And yeah. you kind of wonder, why are you still married? Uh, I guess it's, it has a lot to do if you have kids. They don't want to cause a problem sometimes. And then it's it's maybe a comfort zone. Or just a hassle to get a divorce. But sometimes if you're just miserable, life's too short. Oh, it is. But there's a lot of people that just stay because it's just too much trouble. I've heard that comment so many times. Well, and I guess they'd rather be miserable than be alone. And then there, I've got those friends who, you know, who just end it point blank. Uh, you know, as my friend told his wife, it looked like you got two St. Bernards up in your blue jeans. What happened? <laughs> it was a divorce. <laughs> It's kind of a hard, that's a hard one to recover from. I don't know if somebody told me that, that I could say, well, you know, maybe you're right, or God, I better work on myself. I think I would probably have a frying pan headed in their direction. But you know those couples of that are the husband, and I, I say husband, I, I've never bumped into a woman that was quite as honest as a guy. Of, huh, when are you going to lose weight? You know, And they just constantly, you know, ridicule them over that. But have you ever noticed that the people that sometimes make those comments, they think that they are perfect. In every then, way. But then you look at them or you hear them, or whatever, and they are far from, put it this way, <laughs> they are the ones that are imperfect. Yeah. The person that they're making the comment about pretty much has their act together. They're either attractive, you know, got a good personality, great job, and they're the ones taking heat from the other person. And you're like, wait a minute, what is wrong with that picture? You know, we all have, you, you go to work and everybody comes in to go and say something Talk about their family life. I word it as family life, or maybe it's their marital life of something that their spouse made them mad about over the weekend. You you know this. You've been but some people tell you way too much information. I'm glad that you told me about your weekend, but I really didn't need to know every single detail. And they, you know, that's just the type of people that they, you pull up to a pump. Okay, yeah. you're getting gas, which Lord knows is expensive now. But you're getting gas, probably not going to be there long, and you run into somebody you don't even know. And before you pull out, you know, they've been divorced. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, about? yeah. We had a guy one time that came and delivered a, a load of dirt. And I remember my husband walking back in, and he went, oh, my gosh. And I said, what? And he said, it didn't take that long to deliver the load of dirt. He had told him he had been married like three times. Just all kinds of stuff that... This was to a total stranger. Yeah. So there are people out there that if you will bend an ear, they'll give you an ear, ear you know, full. A lot of times I'm asked advice. And most 90% of the time I have an answer. But I, I do remember one time that I was at work. 
I just made myself my fifth cup of coffee of the day, and I standing by the coffee machine. Of course, that's where all the gossip happens. I had a girl come in, and she got to complaining about her husband. And, you know, you ever just had that lost look on your face because any way that you answer, especially at work, you, a man shouldn't answer it. But she comes in and says, my husband told me I needed a boob job. And she goes, what do you think? And I just sort of stared at my coffee and I stared at her and I had really, how does a man answer that to another one? Because if you go, yeah, I think so. Well, then you've been looking at me or number two. Well, I don't think so. Well, you've been staring at him, that kind of thing. I think what you need to do in that situation, if you're a guy, you say, you look at your watch and go, oh my gosh, I'm just late for a call. Let me get back with you later. And you excuse yourself. Get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. You find an exit the quickest way you can. But really, you know, normally I have an answer. Most that one caught me off guard. I I could see how that probably would catch a guy off guard. You know, I was I really had the answer, but I wasn't going to say it. Well, I think it was probably wise that you didn't. Which brings to mind, we got we got in a note this week, and and I'll call it a note of somebody asking us a question, or maybe it's advice. I I don't know which way to word this. Advice from us. Us. We're gonna give it, aren't we? We're gonna try. I think we're pretty good at it. We're just not aware of it. Uh, So we got a letter. Let me grab this here. It's actually an email since that stamp things I kind of out of style these days. But it says, Scotty Ray and Terry, my ex-husband has asked me to keep a few things at the house that was awarded to me in the divorce. Apparently yeah, is what that I, means. I got and I agreed to it. But how long should I agree to keep his things? I'm ready to move on, but his stuff is still here. What I do? Lufkin, Texas. Hmm. What's your well, first? What's your all, first? Let me back up before we even attempt to answer this question. How are we fit to be an Ann Landers? Well, hadn't you listened to us before? Yeah, but Scotty, this is two old country folks just talking, and we <laughs> sure don't have all the answers. And you want to know where I think this came from? Where? It may have come from the episode that you referenced, the last one that we did. Looking for love. But I think it comes from, and we kind of touched on this in the last episode, and we touched on it in several episodes before that, is your matchmaking. I think that's where you're bragging about all your matchmaking, and now somebody's saying, okay, well, I'm finding myself in a bind. What are your thoughts? Well, they are in a bind there, but there's a lot that is not put in there that's hard to answer because the truth wasn't in there. Number one, all right, what is it that, that she's keeping of his? Because if it's value, I would think the guy would have took it. W- wouldn't it be? Yeah, unless it is. He thinks that she still thinks that he is the cat's meow, and he doesn't have the room. She got the house. He moved out. Maybe he moved into an apartment, a smaller house. I don't know. And it could be, what if it's an ATV? What if it is some of his guns or sporting equipment or whatever else he just doesn't have the room for it and he thinks that she won't mind she thinks that maybe if i keep this stuff i can get him back now there's no man that dumb to seriously because you got a buddy somewhere you go look i need to leave my truck my foil and my guns at your house you would never leave that because they get mad at you they'll break them I've heard that countless times. I my first guess on this is it's a it's a play by him thinking he can get her back because if you leave your junk there and you have an I say to junk, back. yeah, she'll get turned on. And well, uh, here's it's funny that you say this. I just saw this, and this was posted a while back, but it said my ex wife told me I could leave my stuff in our house, 
while I found somewhere else to stay. It sounds pretty similar. Said, I assume this was a goodwill effort to keep things as amicable as possible between us. When I went to get my stuff, she'd burned it all. So that's kind of low down. So I don't know. I, I just don't think that it's ever a good idea. If you're asking for our advice, here goes my two cents. All right, let me hear it. If you're asking an ex to keep your stuff, I just think that's trouble. I think if you've split up, I think it's always commendable to be on good terms, especially if you've got kids. And I think it's just on good terms anyway, and especially if you're in a small town, because you're going to run into them again. And you need to be civil. I mean, I think that's the best case. That didn't always happen, and apparently it didn't in this posting of where somebody burnt somebody's stuff. But I think once you've decided that we're going to part ways, and maybe you are deciding that you're still going to be friends, I think you take your stuff to your own place. I don't think you leave it at your ex's. I don't think it's smart to. Now, there could be exceptions to this to where the old boy's working two jobs eating bologna now. And he literally hadn't got a house big enough to hold his stuff, and he needs just a little bit of time to get in there. So, I mean, how much time do you give him? If you mm. got to answer Lufkin, Texas email and respond back i mean what are you saying so i wouldn't go i wouldn't say more than a month and a half i, I think it ought to be gone it's exactly what i was gonna say that's kind of but you know most divorces just end in such bitter and you do get stuff burned thrown out pictures destroyed and maybe that's where this one came from where they were tired of holding their stuff and you don't know how long and when the person said i finally burn it if you tell me if i was going to get divorced if i was divorced and i were in that situation and I was keeping it for my ex. I think the amicable thing to do is to say, sure. But there's got to be an end to it. All right. So our answer on this is one month is what we suggest. Exactly. Because I think anything after that is just kind of preying on that person's goodwill, so to speak. All right. Since we're on a good roll, Terry, let's, let's grab the next email that we've gotten in of, of questions that I'm have been asked. I'm still blown away, Scotty. we got to pause for a second. Okay. I'm still blown away that anybody is emailing us wanting our advice. Well, it makes sense. We're from the South. We talk a lot. Yeah. Take we have for, a lot of hot air, too, to go with that. But all right, bring it on. What's the next take one? Take it for what it's worth. I think a lot of people do this on weekends to where five or six couples, maybe it's two to three couples, go out on Friday night after work have dinner, and then they go home. And they sit down and they expect, well, it's just the two of us. I'm going to pay my bill, and we go on. But somehow or another, the bill gets put together. And that's what the person that sent in is saying here, that they go out and they have a friend that's combining the bill, and they feel like they're getting, well, screwed for lack of better things. And so the question is, what? How do they get out of that? Yeah. How do they stop that each week of it being put lumped one and being polite and not making your friends mad, your couple friends? It sounds like what's happening is that if they're getting bent out of shape, they're coming out on the raw end of the deal. That's what I'm speculating. And and the reason I say that is because if you take, let's say, three couples, and three couples go eat at a really nice restaurant, and we already know it's going to be relatively expensive. Well, if one couple tends to order all the bottles of wine and gets the most expensive meal and gets a dessert and maybe an appetizer, and then they want to split with the other two couples, well, they're probably coming out ahead. Don't you think so? Well, yeah, and see, that's what wasn't written in the email on all of this was. I, the gut of me reading between the lines was there's probably a drinker in the crowd. And it doesn't take but two or three drinks to up a bill, skyrocket it. 
Because what, what does a drink go for in a bar now? Well, it just depends on the bar. I mean, you could have some that may go for as little as, I don't know, 7 or $8 to some that can go as, uh, as much as 20 or $30 Boy, for do- one glass. It's $1.99 for sweet tea. I'm just telling everybody out there. Well, Be kind and order sweet tea. Well, but I could see how that could put you in a predicament. And this is the deal. What if it's a couple that you really enjoy doing things with or maybe – they're a really well-known couple. Okay. And, and you're going to come across as, I'm just speculating, that maybe they're thinking they're going to come across as being cheap by saying, look, you know, every time we go out to dinner, which they sounds like they have fun, or maybe it's not being fun because they're getting stuck with oh, it sounds more like than their share. You're, you're saying that maybe it's a political thing that they kind of caught up with maybe somebody from work to a degree and they can't well, back out. I, you never know because you don't, you know, we, we don't have that information on the email. But it sounds like it's a you walk a fine line because you don't want to come across as being cheap. And a lot of people will say, let's just say three couples do go. Okay. And everybody gets steak. Everybody gets sweet That's, tea. See, 35, I'm just guessing here. I'm trying to go off of I mean, outback every, prices. But let's just here. say everybody's getting basically the same thing. Okay. okay. And then they split the bill. Nobody's probably worried over that. I don't think that that's why someone would take the time to email it. It sounds like, because they're all going to come out 3 or $4 to, you know, yeah. difference one way or the other. That's not really worth finagling over and, and, and saying, all right, I, I want, you know, my husband and I just to pay for ours. And I see that happening a lot. I have a couple friends that I go to stuff with, and we always point out, we're together, they're together. You know, every once in a while, maybe it just gets lumped in together. Well, but the waiter the maybe part, doesn't ask and they yeah, bring yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But for the most part, that's a one-time occurrence or it doesn't happen that often. And for the most part, we've been fortunate enough that everybody's basically got the same thing. So everything would kind of work itself out anyway. But it sounds like in this deal, and again, I'm just speculating, it's a case of where they feel like their bill would probably total 50 bucks yeah. and they're getting stuck with a hundred plus. It's abuse is what you're saying here. Well, there's a difference in what they're ordering versus what their couple friends. So this is my advice. And okay. then we're going to wait and hear your advice, Scotty. Either you better up your game and start ordering a bunch of food that meets what the other couple's or ordering. So if they order a bottle of wine, by darn you get you a bottle of wine. And if you're not drinking wine, you're getting dessert. You're doing something that's upping the ante so that when they go to split it, you got your money's worth. So if it's a hundred dollars that you're getting stuck with and you're only eating twenty dollars, you better up your ante and start eating or ordering a hundred dollars. Now that's one thing. Right. The other thing would be somehow or another you're gonna have to tactfully tell the waiter hey i'm gonna make it simple as i can and not make a big deal out of it i'm gonna make it as simple as i can when they first come up me and this guy right here we're together and they're together and they're together i just wanted to make it easy for you so you didn't have any problems and you act like that you're putting you're doing a favor to the waiter or the waitress when in reality you're doing yourself a favor. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see your point on that. So what would be your suggestion? Well, my lifestyle has changed from the way I used to be. You know, growing up uh, in my early 20s and 30s, I was I was probably shyish. Or, or Now things have changed. I'm, I'm blunt on things like that. You know, I'll stop it. No, uh-uh. 
uh-uh, me and her together, and they figured it out over here. I'm, I've just reached, and I can do that. And folks will learn the older you get, you can be blunt. And at the end of the day, does it really matter what they think about you across that table? I think to that, me, it doesn't. Here's another thing I would say to that, Scotty. I think a lot of that comes with age. Somebody that's So you're older, agreeing I'm a little older. Well, yeah, you're you're a little bit older, but I can't say too old because you and I are neck and neck. And so, but I do think that as we get older, we probably are more blunt. We're more comfortable in our own shoes to say things yeah, I, to other I don't, people. And we don't mean to be hurtful, but it is what it is. I also think that you can have couples that really enjoy being together, but they come from different economical backgrounds or you know one's one couple's making half a million dollars mm-hmm. another couple is making eighty thousand dollars that's a vast difference their taste in what they where they like to go and what they like to order may be totally different so the couple that's bringing in half a million may be quick to order all the appetizers and the wines and the whatever but they should also be mindful that not everybody has that same income that they have. And it's not right for the couple that knows that they need to kind of, they want to go out and they want, and they, but they got a budget, but they got a budget. And so they're putting them in a very uncomfortable situation by just sharing the bill. And so if that's it, I would say for the couple that finds themselves in that situation, if they're not mindful of that, is that really the couple that you want to continue to go out to dinner with, because I think that most people not making fun of anybody that has any income level, you just need to be mindful of the people that you're going out with. And I think when you go out with people that you wind and dine with for a long period of time and they're really good friends, maybe they pick up the tab one time and you pick up the tab the second. But I think it's important that you reciprocate pretty consistently yeah, and, and it's not just one sided. Because I think you could have a whole different discussion in when you go out with people and they never want to pick up the, the tab and you're always picking up the tab, much less splitting the bill down the middle and you got the short end of the stick. And we all know somebody who's married to a racehorse. And if you're from a different area and don't quite understand what I'm talking about, that that's the woman who's got to have the the most of everything, the best of everything. She's got to be first. And it's an old boy married to her that's trying to keep up with it. And it's taking all this check, his money. And then you mix that with other friends and the racehorse will put you in the po house. But I don't think that it's fair to that couple that gets kind of stiff because I would be sensitive to that. I think if, if I went out with three other couples and I noticed that a couple didn't, didn't order a lot for whatever reason, they're watching their weight. They're not hungry. It's a real pricey place that they went to and they're just kind of watching their P's and Q's and what they order. They are not consumers of alcohol because alcohol can, like you said, jack up a bill. Um, I don't think that it's always the right thing to do to say it splits in the middle. I know they may be trying to make it easy for the waiter or the waitress, but that's why I would say right up front, you act like you're doing it in favor of the waiter or the waitress. In reality, you're trying to bail yourself out of a a situation that you may find yourself in if you don't quickly say, "Uh, this is my husband and I or my wife and I ticket. We're, We're we're on our own. We're not with these others. Now, if you disagree with the advice that we gave here and you think, well, mine is better, send us a note on that. We'd like to read that also out loud. Because we are not, last I checked, 
Ann Landers. Bless her heart. She just needed to ask us to answer her stuff is what it was. Maybe we should have been answering these questions all along, Scotty. See, there. But if you've got a question, feel free to shoot us an email. Absolutely. You can find us there and send it on the website as well. You may not like the answer, but we'll definitely give one. It's amazing how quickly a podcast can pass. Well, it's time for us to pack it up again. I do appreciate the letters that we get. And, well, if you've got a question or if you want to pass along some advice, you're more than welcome to do. Now, our official email is comments at secretsfromthesouth.com. Again, that's comments at secretsfromthesouth.com. Or you can shoot it to my personal one at scottyray1969 at aol.com. And, yes, I do get picked on about that email. They keep saying I'm old because I've got an AOL account. Oh, and before I go, I want to say a special thank you to the folks in the great state of Washington State for listening. Boy, y'all have really been listening lately. Thanks for sharing the podcast and making it a part of your daily lives. As always, we'll see you back next week here at Secrets from the South. <laughs>